The Chargers have a giant matchup on Thursday Night Football, and the offense will have to be much more aggressive this week if they want to take down the Kansas City Chiefs. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons. We're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen on a very exciting week to be a Chargers fan. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But David, the Chargers have the Chiefs on Thursday night football, and there's a lot of uncertainty in the air with guys like J.C. Jackson and Keenan Allen, who probably won't play. So for the Chargers this week especially, the offense has to be much more aggressive, and some of those backup receivers are going to have to really, really step their game up. And on the defensive side, to me, there's one big thing. It's tackling and it's discipline against the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid's offense. But we'll also be getting into our bold predictions and guys who we think are going to have a big game on Thursday night football in prime time and give our final score predictions. I think you guys are going to want to stick around for that one. But David, for me, I think it always starts with the offense, especially when you have Justin Herbert on your team. Another thing is, especially when you're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, you put up 44 in week one, right? Well, we felt like the Chargers should have put up the Kansas City Chiefs did put up. And Patrick Mahomes looked crazy, right? 360 yards, five touchdowns. But the Chargers have one of those as well. And Justin Herbert, who I don't think, you know, the gap isn't very far between those two. And to me, this week is all about being more aggressive than last week. There's no lead that is safe against the Kansas City Chiefs. There's nothing you can sit on and feel good about like you could last week with the Las Vegas Raiders. And that still almost came back to bite you a little bit. So for me, I mean, if you score midway through the third quarter and that's your last score in this game, I don't think you win this game. And after last week, learning from mistakes, I think the Chargers had to be more aggressive. And I think they have to keep the pedal to the metal against the Chiefs. More aggressive, especially on those early downs, Daniel. That's what we want. That's what we need to see here with Justin Herbert. Take those shots. You're going up against a very inexperienced and very young Chiefs secondary. So there is going to be a lot of opportunities to attack them. And one of those ways I want to see them attack that secondary is by using Mike Williams. Mike Williams gets up for these games against the Chiefs. He has always performed very, very well, and I think it's important to get him involved in the offense early and often. Get the football in his hands in the first quarter on the first drive. I want them to get Mike Williams going because I feel like he's a volume guy. The more balls he catches, the better he gets. The more in tune to the game he gets, the better chemistry he has with Justin Herbert, and that's when I think he's at his best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Chiefs last week lost a rookie cornerback, and now we'll probably have to rely on two more, right? I mean, we did talk with Locked On Chiefs, and make sure you guys are here tomorrow for the crossover event as our pregame show tomorrow when we get with them and decide who is going to win this game. But for today, I mean, I think especially last week, they lost Trent McDuffie, and we know how high we were on Trent McDuffie in the pre-draft <laughs> process, one of the cleaner prospects. He's on IR now. They're not going to have him. And last week, it was Jalen Watson who ended up playing 33 snaps in his stead and played pretty well. I'm definitely testing that, right? And if it's not him, it could be Joshua Williams, another rookie that they have because all they did was draft corners 
But Jalen Watson's a seventh-round pick, right? And he could be yeah. getting meaningful snaps in this game. Josh Williams is a fourth-round pick. That's another guy. Those are super inexperienced players who are picked later on in the draft. You have to go test that. And obviously, the protection has to stand up. But Mike Williams has has, a, has to have a big game to me in this one for the Chargers to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. Because I do think it is, no matter how good your defense is, as the Bills found out last year, right? There's a certain element of having to keep up. Two catches and 10 yards from Mike Williams. I don't think wins the Chargers this game by no. any means, right? I think it has Can't to be happen. more than that. And he should be more than that. He has a good matchup. Legereus Need is a very, very good corner, right? But the other guys, I think, can be tested for sure. And I think it's not just Mike Williams, though, either, David, because I think you have to look at, you know, wide receivers three and four going into the season as well with Josh Palmer and Jalen Guyton. Jalen Guyton had zero targets or one target and zero catches last week, right? And that was supposed to be your wide receiver three, a guy who looked pretty good in camp. Your wide receiver three or that was supposed to be wide receiver four wide receiver three josh palmer a guy who really really had a good camp he had three catches for five yards the three of those guys put together david mike williams jalen guy and josh palmer five catches for 15 yards in week one it's unacceptable you're not yeah it it can't happen in this game or you will lose this game those guys have to step up with no try mcduffie you're targeting jalen watson you're finding joshua williams Mike Williams has a definite favorable matchup, and Josh Palmer has to step up in Keenan Allen's role in this game to keep the Chargers' offense going. It's there's no question about it, Daniel. It's instrumental. I mean, I think going into this game, they know that Keenan's probably not going to play. I think that's probably the the best yeah. play for him. That's how uh, I feel. Yeah. You don't want to lose him for a considerable amount of time. You want to take advantage of this kind of extra bye week to get him right. So that he can play the majority of the season. I mean, hey, well, Donna Barham's not going to play, and how that's a hamstring injury as well, and look how long he's been out, right? So Keenan Allen, that's very much up in there. Exactly. So, you know, the Chargers definitely need to go about this the right way and take their time. At, Keenan's a 10-year vet, right? So he's been in the league a long time. He's run a lot of routes out there, so they yeah. got to protect him, take care of him. I think another way, Daniel, to uh, really exploit this Chiefs defense is to get the screen game going with Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett. I want to get the football in their hands as much as possible. I want to stress out that Chiefs defense. I want to make them run sideline to sideline, make them bring down Gerald Everett, a guy who is ready to run them over, wants mm-hmm. to run them over, and is going to run them over. That's the attitude and mentality that he brings to the football field. You see it when he has the ball in his hands. You see it as a blocker. You see it as a pass protector. He's a physical football player. They need to utilize that to attack this Chiefs defense. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think at one point it was four Chiefs defenders that took to take Gerald Everett down at one point, or Raiders defenders, I should say, last week at one point. So, like, yeah, he's a fist fight every single time. But I had that as well. I mean, running the ball better, obviously, right? Yeah. Ran the ball for 2.6 yards per carry, but just using the running backs better. Both running backs that caught passes last week, Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler, both look good. We were yeah. talking about when we were in training camp, like how hard it is to find Austin Eckler on a running back screenplay. Yeah. That is something that feels like it would work every time. Your offensive line is pretty athletic and moves yeah. pretty well in space. It's huge. But this is a team that also just gave up, you know, over 100 yards and 4.7 yards per carry to the Arizona Cardinals, even in that blowout. Hard to really take too much away from that. But I do think you have to be more efficient running the football, especially if you're going to, you know, focus on it like you did last week. Yeah. And, you, you know, also just limiting possessions, taking time away from Patrick Mahomes, right? And I think all of those things will help getting yourself in more favorable situations in third and second down, things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's crucially important. And the the other person, the kind of the most dangerous weapon on defense for the Chiefs is and still is Chris Jones. Yeah, you got to account for him. You got to know where he is at all times. You got got to have a plan for him 
you can't allow him to wreck the game. I mean, obviously, I think yeah, you feel very comfortable with Corey Lindsley in the middle of your offensive line. I mean, that's the guy who's going to be going up against him and Matt Filer, another beast. But Chris Jones is an animal and it's not just about getting to the quarterback. It's not just about getting to Justin Herbert. It's about him getting his hands in the air and bl- batting down passes, which yeah. we've seen multiple times. So whether that's moving the pocket, getting Justin, you know, out of that throwing area and getting into a different lane or, you know, just making sure that you don't let that guy wreck the game because he 100%. has the ability to do so. 100%. I mean, he's their best defensive player for sure. He can wreck a game in any given game. And Justin Herbert will have to do another incredible job in kind of maneuvering in the pocket like he did week one. I mean, that dude, I mean, never really got close to being sacked. And a lot of that was him being yeah. able to have that oh, yeah. fuel in the pocket stepping up and helping his tackles Rashawn Slater and Trey Pipkins. That's why, you know, you're not hearing a lot about Max Crosby and Chandler Jones is a lot of it's because of Justin Herbert and his oh, being yeah. in the pocket last week. It was incredible, but he has to be able to do that again. And you feel better about Chris Jones in this matchup than almost any time in Chargers history. I feel really good about the Chargers three interior guys. Yes. There was times we were talking about, you know, Chris Jones going up against Dan Feeney, Forrest Lamp, and, you know, whoever was playing right guard that week. Like that was a yeah. really, really tough time for sure. But, defensively the Chargers are going to have to step up and make some plays and against this specific Kansas City Chiefs offense there's one thing they love to do right it's misdirection it's forcing you forcing your rules to stay home stay disciplined and also being able to tackle the Chargers missed 11 tackles in week one against the Raiders that has to improve this week so we have to get into our keys for the Chargers defensive side because they they're going to need to get a couple stops the defense is going to have to show up again big time on Thursday night football. But I do need to tell you guys about LinkedIn jobs. As gear as you gear up for fall, you need the right people for your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn can do that for you because they are the best place to go if you are seeking people for your job. That is the only way to do it. I love LinkedIn. I think everyone has LinkedIn. Me and David both have a LinkedIn. But LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag for hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs and number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, David, we'll be talking about the offense. And for me, the defensive keys are, are pretty queer. I mean, at least going up against the Chiefs. I mean, I... The shovel passes, right, the the broken plays, all of the things that they benefit from just by going horizontally with a ton of pre-snap motion and things like that. It stresses any defense, but one of the – like, they're also not just bombing it deep, though. You see 360 yards and five touchdowns. That's not the offense that they're running, right? It's not a ton of deep passes. It's a lot of short stuff. The average depth of target for Patrick Mahomes has stayed pretty low over the last couple of years. He's only averaging 8.1 yards this year in the one game in his average depth of target. That's not – a super big number. It'd be his third lowest of all time in his career, at least. You have to be able to tackle and you have to stay disciplined. If you get out of your area, if you leave home, if you leave your position and go to the wrong spot, they will exploit it. And that to me, tackling and discipline, number one on my board as far as what the Chargers defense needs to do on Thursday night football. 
especially in the red zone, Daniel. That's where they do a lot of that stuff, that misdirection, the RPO stuff, the the they use tempo. They do a multitude, a myriad of different things to try to stress you out, to try yeah. to see if you're going to stay disciplined and pay attention to your rules and follow your rules. That's where you really, really have to pay attention. They really try to use the trickery down there in the red zone. And the way they get down there is by using the boundaries. They really throw a lot of those outs, those quick throws to the boundaries. They tried to get those easy seven, eight yard passes. So you need to be ready for that. You need to be wary of that game plan. And it's not new. You know, it's something that they've done for the last couple of years and they do it because it's effective and it's an extension of their running game. Their running backs aren't that scary to me. Uh, Pacheco and Clyde Edwards Hilaire is is OK, but they really utilize those short, quick passes to matriculate down the football field. Yeah, I mean, both of those dudes played pretty dang good last week. That's for sure. I mean, it's a one-game sample size. I mean, they did run, you know, for I think 120, 130 yards at almost yeah. five yards a clip. So that's not what we're usually used to with the Kansas City Chiefs offense, but they absolutely can run the ball. The Chargers run defense has to stand, you know, stand up like it did for most of the game last week outside of a handful of carries. But I also look at going back to that. I mean, I think the red zone point's a good one, but I think as far as the tackling part of it, I mean, listen to this, and you can tell me if you think tackling is important. So Patrick Mahomes, we all know, had 360 passing yards last week. 196 of those yards came after the catch. Jesus. So more than half of his yards came after the ball was already in the receiver's hands, right? 196 out of 360. That's like almost 60% of his yardage is coming after the catch. If you let them have their short passes in, missed tackles, you turn, you know, five-yard gains into – 20-yard gains, that's what's going to kill you in this game. But to the red zone part of it, David, I 100% agree because in a game like this, I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are going to find ways, especially on certain drives, to move the ball. That's for sure. I mean, their offense is really good. Their offensive coaching staff is just too good. They always move the ball for the most part. I do think the Chargers' pass rush is going to slow them down. I think the Chargers have a much better defense than the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think they're putting up 44 this week. But it does feel like a game, David, especially missing Keenan Allen, where, you know, points might be at a premium for the Chargers and just, you know, especially going up against the Chiefs. Two red zone stops might win you this game, right? We saw how important it was even last night with something we've seen too many times, Chargers fans, Melvin Gordon fumbling on the goal line, then Javante Williams fumbling on the goal line. Like, you have to cash in the red zone, especially going up against a game like this. If you can take, you know, four points away from the Chiefs two separate times and even just hold them to a field goal, like, that might keep you in the game. That might win you the game. Well, speaking of field goals, their their kicker is going to miss this game. They, yeah. He's not going to play. And, yeah, they might bring somebody up from the practice squad, but he's not Harrison Butker. Harrison Harrison Butker is a, a Pro Bowl kicker, is a guy that has won the Chiefs a lot of football games. So that could be a, a sneaky key there. But as when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, it's all about these, these pass rushers, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, keeping – Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. Patrick Mahomes is a master at extending the play and just moving just a little bit. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he will run and he he makes he makes you look slow. But he it doesn't seem like he's that fast. But he always is able to extend the play, run for a first down, throw on the run. I mean, a lot of those backyard football plays, it's still there. You cannot allow that to happen. Those rushers need to stay disciplined. I don't care if it's a high sack game. If they are able to keep him in the pocket, that's going to control what he is able to do and what their offense is able to do. 
Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good from the pocket last week, but I think the thing that's going to be different than last year is last year the edge rushers would get upfield and Patrick Mahomes would just go in between the edge rusher getting way upfield and the defensive tackle who was getting no push in the pocket. Yeah. The Chargers should at least be better this week at getting pushed in the pocket. You didn't see a ton of pressures from the Chargers interior, but if you heard the way Brandon Staley was talking about that interior and what they did for the edge rushers, he's saying, hey, those sacks don't just belong to Joey Bosa and Quill right. Mack. It was those guys in the middle pushing the pocket so the quarterback had nowhere to step up. If they can do that against Patrick Mahomes, keep him inside the pocket, keep him from creating, keep him from doing those backyard plays where he's off schedule and he's just making things happen and coverages break down, even the best of them, right? If you can keep him from out doing that, you at least take a little bit of the specialness as part of your game. They're going to be able to just dink and dunk you and get some points out of that, right? And just having a ton of guys with speed and stuff like that. If you can keep him from the special stuff and you can make him earn it frustratingly, down the field and take yeah. five yards at a time, his instincts are going to tell him to want to make something happen. It's just who he is. If yeah. you can make him have to earn it every single time, I think you're going to find some takeaways as well. But to me, the biggest thing is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey went nuts last week. Eight catches, 121 yards. But the Chargers, David, have Derwin James. Yes, they do. And Derwin James is healthy, feeling good, feeling strong. He's got that number three on his chest. Looking good, feeling good, and he is playing good. He came off a phenomenal game where he was rushing the passer, where he he was in the slot, where he was effective in the running game, where he was covering Devontae Adams on the most important play of the game. It just doesn't matter. Derwin James can do everything. And the stats don't lie. When Derwin James was on the field covering Travis Kelsey, he was pretty much invisible. That's what Derwin James is capable of doing. When he is not on the football field, then you saw Travis Kelsey literally go off. And part of this is not allowing Travis Kelsey to get free releases. You need to frustrate him. You need to get your hands on him at the line. You need to chip him. You need to just disrupt his route running, get him off of his spot, make it more difficult for him to find those soft spots in the zones that we know he is so adept at at doing. So frustrate Travis Kelsey. And yes, you have that secret weapon of Derwin James, to limit Travis Kelsey's effectiveness. There is no other wide receiver on this team, Juju Smith-Schuster included, that is as scary as Travis Kelsey. He's the number one weapon. He's the guy you have to keep a lock on. Yeah, and I think you might get, you know, some of that Darren Waller treatment from last week. But, hey, they were just straight up putting Derwin James on Devontae Adams on fourth and eight with the game on the line. So, like... He can go on anybody. But, yeah, to your point, to illustrate that, in that last game last year, the Chargers lost in a primetime game, right, with the chance to take hold of the AFC West. When Derwin James was on the field for that second matchup against the Chiefs last year, Travis Kelsey ended up having this, 22 snaps, one catch for 14 yards. In the 30 snaps where Derwin wasn't on the field, nine catches, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. Like, it all came when Derwin James got hurt in that game. There's not many people you could put on Travis Kelsey and feel good about. I'm not saying he's going to totally shut him out, but you feel good about taking your chances in that matchup. And I think you will see some of him, maybe even some of Michael Davis, especially if J.C. Jackson can get back bigger yeah. body on him. Yeah. I love the way the Chargers match up in that sense because most guys just don't have a guy that you can put on someone like that. The dude yeah, is You a don't freak. have he's a Derwin like, James. Only the Chargers have a Derwin James. Exactly. There's only one of them out there, and he is fully healthy and ready to go from this game. And I think the other thing, especially with the offense being a little bit more limited, is keeping up with those turnovers. The Chargers turn the ball over, and you just have to hope the Chargers offense. And the Chiefs fumbled five times in their game against the Cardinals. They only lost it once, but they fumbled five times. 
Yep, and the Chargers forced three fumbles last week and came up with none. So force turnovers. If they do fumble it, jump on it, please. Please. And then also, you know, if you do get the turnovers, the offense this is a double whammy. You get an offense and a defensive one. Got to capitalize on those oh, yeah. turnovers, please, especially if you create hurt, extra make possessions against this specific team. But it's time to put your money where your mouth is, David. If you're so confident, feels like you're feeling good about the Chargers, you'll pick them to win. So we'll see where David is, you know, going to bet and put his money for if the Chargers are going to win and get into our bowl predictions as well. But if I'm making any bet, I do it at one place and I do it with Bet Online. And this week, the Chargers are four and a half point underdogs on Bet Online. So if you guys want to go attack that spread and think the Chargers can close the gap on the road on Thursday night football, go to Bet Online. But there's a ton of things there too. I mean, a ton of season long bets. You can do live in game betting to change your fortunes. I will tell you, this Sunday was a very good Sunday for me. I'm not even saying I like won a bunch of money or anything. I just being able to have Bet Online in a full slate of Saturday and Sunday football, college football, and professional football. I mean, football is fully back. But BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And you can find all different sports there, like even golf, MMA, whatever you're looking for, you can find it. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David, well, it's time. I'm going to have a tough, tough and hard at the same time time picking this game i mean this is one especially because of the uncertainty right because before we get into our bowl predictions you don't know what's gonna happen i feel like we can easily say keenan allen is out right yeah even though brandon staley confirmed that donna barham is for sure out but wouldn't go as far to say that about keenan allen but there's no way keenan allen is going to be playing this week and you hope that you can get him back you know with an extra little bit of time but without jc jackson too you know jc jackson was a anticipated estimated participant at the Chargers practice where it's like they're not actually really practicing. And they're just like, this is what they would have done if they had practiced. Today is going to be a big day for the Chargers. And if he practices in, in what capacity, if he can get back, seems like, he, you know, he was a true game time decision. He would make a huge, huge difference in this game and make me feel a lot better about the matchup and how the Chargers match up against that, you know, vaunted Chiefs offense. But David, it's time for bold predictions. And I think the Chargers are going to have to do some pretty bold things offensively if they're going to win this one. So let's start on that side of the ball. I think I know where you're going, but I also thought I knew where you were going last week. But I think there's one guy in particular that you think is going to have a big one in this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, offensively, I mean, it's it's Austin Eckler. I think Austin Eckler is going to go crazy in this game. Not, not Mike Williams? Not Mike Williams. No, <laughs> I am not going to go with Mike Williams. I had this Both one good options. down already. Uh, yeah, phenomenal options, especially against the Chiefs. But Austin Eckler is going to go crazy to the tune of 160 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. I think he's going to re- remind everybody what kind of weapon he is in this game, especially on Thursday Night Football on the first national televised game on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were going to go Mike Williams. I'm 0 for 2 and thinking I know where you're going to go with some of these, but... I thought you were going to go Mike Williams, so I had an Austin Eckler one kind of as a backup because I do think Austin <laughs> Eckler could have a really good game in this one. Specifically, find Willie Gay in coverage. You do oh, yeah. give up three catches for 41 yards on three targets last week. That's somebody that could be exploited. And the passing game, you know, screen pass and all that stuff. Yes. I went with Mike Williams. I mean, I think Mike Williams is a guy who does have up and down games. Yeah. This feels like a game he's going to get up for. Oh, and yeah. you're going to see a lot for him, and I think they are going to make a point to target him. Maybe it's not early because maybe, you know, the Chiefs expect him to kind of try to flood him with targets early. I think throughout the course of this game, Mike Williams is going to get a ton of targets. And I'm going to say that Mike Williams goes 
seven catches, 130 yards plus one 50 yard touchdown. So that's my prediction for offense it. and my bold prediction. Got to go bold or go home. But let's yeah. go to the defensive side now. I'm excited for my defensive guy I'm going with in this one. Who'd you go with? My defensive bold prediction is that J.C. Jackson is going to play on Thursday and he will have his first pick as a Charger in his first game. I think it's going to happen. I think the Chargers were holding J.C. Jackson out intentionally of the Raiders game with the intention of having him play against the Chiefs on Thursday night. They know how incredibly important this game is to go up 2-0 and not only just 2-0, 2-0 in the AFC West. They want all of their big pieces available. I think J.C. Jackson's going to play, and he's going to get a pick for Mr. INT. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I think if J.C. Jackson does play, that's a huge difference because I really liked what the Chargers did in the secondary last week, even with the pieces that they had. They were switching things up. They were disguising things really well on the back end. They were really just throwing a ton at Derek Carr, and it turned into three interceptions. And I love Bryce Callahan because that dude put the clamps Baller. on Hunter Renfro, right? So if you have Bryce Callahan and J.C. Jackson on the field, you know, and a Asante Samuel Jr. bringing in confidence and Michael Davis, right, who – We'll see what happens with that kind of how it plays that. Yeah, I really like that. So my defensive ball prediction, I'm going with a different defensive back. I'm going with Nazir Adderley in this one. Six tackles, one tackle for loss, and two interceptions. The dude's been sniffing around it for a while. He had zero interceptions. I think he's going to, you know, double the number of interceptions. It's not even double. You can't double zero. That's just zero. But (laughs) I think he's going to have two interceptions and break his career record your career number of interceptions he has one in his career i think he breaks that in this one and gets a tackle for us because i think he had an underrated game last week especially yeah. filling in the running game i thought he was really really good in that aspect and was a pretty sure tackler as well totally agree loved what nasir adderley did now it's time to make our final score prediction so i don't know if jc jackson to play right so that kind of goes a little bit into this but also i'm doing this assuming that keenan allen is not going to play on thursday night football and i'm going to go first because I'm not picking the Chargers, and I at least think there's a chance that David picks the Chargers for this one. I'm going to say the Chiefs win 31-24 to 24 against the Chargers this week. I think the Chargers still a put up you know, the same. Huh? Okay. I have it as a full touchdown because of the circumstances. First of all, it's a Thursday night game on the road like that is a really really difficult circumstance if you're playing you know the giants or whoever you know whatever bad team you want to throw thursday night games are so weird you never know what's going to happen but being at home definitely you know helps you on a short week for sure having to travel to kansas city in that fan base you know in that stadium is not an easy thing to do the Chargers have done it recently not an easy thing to do by any means the other thing is you're potentially missing two of the top 50 players in the NFL, right? Two guys who made it in the top 50 players in the entire NFL might not suit up for this game. That makes a difference. I think if I, if, if, if I knew JC Jackson and Keenan Allen were both playing, I would pick the chargers to win this game, but it's so hard for me to not think of the importance of those guys. Like I think the chargers have enough to beat pretty much any team, even without those guys on their best game. I just don't think the margin for error is really anything in this game. And I think it would have been close, but I would have picked them to win if both of those guys played. So I'm going to go, they come up a little bit short and there's nothing to be ashamed about there. If you keep it within, you know, a touchdown of the team that just won 44 to 20 last week. So David, can you send the fans off with something happy? Are you going to double down on the sadness like me? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This might be the one where uh, I might have to send the people home sad, and and you know I hate to do it, and that's why I'm not gonna do it. Duh. Um, I have the Chargers winning this football game, and it's because I believe the defense. I, I think their defense is much much superior to the Chiefs' defense. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert he gets up for primetime games, and this is no different. And I I think him and Mike Williams are going to be on the same page. I think they're going to utilize Austin Eckler to carve up the middle, Gerald Everett to carve up the middle. And I don't think the the Chiefs are going to be able to pressure uh, Justin very much. And I think he's going to be very comfortable in this game. And I think he's going to make several highlight throws like he does every single time he steps foot on a football field. I do think it is going to be a close game because that's all the Chargers and Chiefs play are close, competitive, physical football game so i have my score prediction as 28 to 24 chargers leave arrowhead with a massive victory and then they go on to one of the softer parts of their schedule and i think they have a real opportunity to go on a run and the thing is i think they can win like i I, if you would have given me this situation last year and said that you know derwin and Keenan were missing the game, I wouldn't give the Chargers any chance because, you know, I, I just think they didn't have enough to overcome it. They can overcome it. They just need to play, not you know, close to perfect football. Like, they have to have a really good game plan. They can't have any mistakes, and they have to take advantage of the Kansas City Chiefs mistakes. They will make mistakes. The Chargers can take advantage. They're going to keep themselves in the game. And you have Justin freaking Herbert, so you always have a chance to any game you ever step onto because Justin Herbert has two losses to Patrick Mahomes, and both of them came in overtime. One of them is because Anthony Lynn, you know, didn't have the balls to go for it on a fourth and one in overtime, decided to give it back to Patrick Mahomes. And then, you know, Travis Kelsey runs rough shot over the Chargers, you know, defense, and he, Justin Herbert doesn't even get the ball back in that overtime period. So those are the two times he lost. He also beat him with a fourth quarter comeback last season in Arrowhead in crazy, crazy win conditions. So I think the Chargers absolutely can win. I didn't pick them in this one, but I definitely don't blame you or think it's super homery to pick them. They should not should. They could definitely win this game and I mean I'm just stoked to watch it the Chargers have a chance on the primetime stage to show how good their depth is to show how much better they are and to show how real they are good teams beat good teams and the Chargers have a chance to do that on Thursday night this is night. the true test Daniel this is the litmus test to see if all the moves the Chargers made in the offseason are going to pay off because the Chiefs are the kings of the AFC West and the Chargers are the ones that are coming for that crown so we'll see yeah. if they're able to do that or not yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, like, it doesn't feel like a true litmus test. It seems like you'd want J.C. Jackson and, you know, Keenan Allen to kind of see how good you stack up to them at full health. But this is the NFL. You're not going to find full health on a lot of seasons. You have to take what you have, and you have to go out and beat good teams with it. If you want to be a playoff team, and if you want to make a deep playoff run, Chargers could do it in this game and make a big-time statement throughout the NFL and put themselves in the driver's seat in the AFC West with a chance to kind of redeem themselves from last year when they couldn't finish it off. But that's going to do it for us on today's show. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow because it's crossover Thursday, one of the best days of the week. And David Drogmeyer is going to be joined by the Locked On Chiefs podcast to get into the best matchups from this one, more than we got into today as well. And he's also going to be talking about just what is going to end up deciding this game. But to make sure you don't miss it, Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And make sure, and if you like the show and you want to listen to us on like Apple Podcasts or wherever, make sure you rate and review as well. We really love that. We will also this week be getting into our post game show on Thursday night. We've been loving doing the post game shows with you guys. We will be here for you guys Thursday night. So tomorrow, you're going to have crossover in the morning. 
post-game show tomorrow night after the game. So make sure you guys are back here with us. And you can also find the show on all of our social media. So you can find the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find me on Twitter at I almost said Joe Talk SD. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at Drogue Talk SD. You can also call in with your reactions because it's a short week. We'll get into more fan stuff next week at 323-524-7924 the Locked On Chargers voicemail line. But Thursday Night Football is coming up quick. Make sure you're back here tomorrow for the crossover edition of the Locked On Chargers podcast. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.